kind of chilly in here. What do you think Brandi is doing right about now? What you think she's doing? Let's see if she's on Skype. Bing a bang a bang. Bing bong boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you singing? Yeah, I like to sing the you would know this, you don't listen to our podcast back, but Oh contraire, I've been listening to the beginning of a few and I have noticed you're singing. Yeah, I like to sing the Bing bong boom, tick a tick a tick a dung ding dong. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it annoys the way I have tears as much as it annoyed me when I heard it. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah, still waiting on your gift to show up. Haven't seen anything you know, come on there's by. Shipping delays with the holidays and COVID. It's like really backed up this year. Give it some time. Okay. Well, I can't wait to see what it is. Big shout out to the new YFT sponsor, BetterHelp. I love this company. I do too. You know, I think going into a new year, everybody really wants to um, go in, you know, with their best foot forward, be their best self. And there's really no better way to do that than talking about your feelings and what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. BetterHelp will uh, assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment so it's convenient. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to risk getting COVID. You can start communicating Mm -hmm. in under 48 hours. But here's the deal, guys. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. All without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available if you need it. Plus, the service is available for clients worldwide and all the licensed professional counselors specialize in different things. So depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, grief, self-esteem. There's truly something for everyone and anything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, and affordable. So as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash favorite thing. Join over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash favorite thing. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code favorite at bowlandbranch.com. That's Branch B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code favorite thing. Did you have mm-hmm. a good Christmas? Did you get everything you wanted? Well, we didn't do gifts this year, but I did get a couple of gifts. Should we get into it or wait? 
Yeah, let's. What else? We what else we doing? Oh, I thought enjoying the show, but we can just go right ahead. Yeah, you can chit chat for a bit. So technically, we did no gifts, but there was some gift exchanging happening. But just a little bit. It was nice. It was like just like a couple of things here and there being passed around. But like mostly we just hung out with each other, which was great. But my top three gifts in no particular order were my sister, Cyrus Miley, sponsored a horse, uh, a wild Mustang sanctuary. It's like one of my favorites. It's called Return to Freedom. You can like sponsor horses that they've rescued and put on their sanctuary. So she rescued two, one for me, one for Rye. One named Arrow, which was mine. And then something Moon, Dark Moon maybe? Was Rise Horse. So that was super cool. I love gifts like that. Like not physical, like go sponsor something in my name. I'm all about that. So I loved that gift. Also, Brazen and Stella, they were like, we bought gifts before we got the no gift text. So sorry. So glad they did because they got me this antique decanter set. It's like a decanter with four bourbon glasses and they have um, a portrait of Secretariat on them and they're like gold, like gold rim. They're so pretty. I put it on my story. That was one of my fave like physical gifts. And then the third one wasn't really for me, but somebody that works for Miley, like on her team, that's like super close. Like we talk to them every day, work with them every day. They got Rye a gift, which was so sweet. And they got him a telescope. And, you know, I'm totally going to like be able to like take advantage of that. So I'm throwing it in there as one of my favorite gifts, even though it wasn't technically for me. So you can what, like watch the neighbors? Yes, but also like the sky, you know? Okay, got it. Like the planets, like the Jupiter and Saturn convergence that we saw. Okay, well, the last time that happened was like in the 1600s, you said. So you better hope you live a long time. Yeah, but like Mars is out all the time and Venus. We're, we're going to see some cool shit, okay? So did you look up at the sky and see some stuff? Is it still in the box? It, What's happening? No, it's out of the box, assembled, but uh, it's very, been very cloudy here. We were got we got excited about seeing things tonight, like the moon is really full and that would have been cool to look at, but it's too cloudy. Well, soon though, soon though. All right. Well, our little astronomer, Brandi, can't, mm-hmm. can't wait. What'd you get? What did I get? It was the year of Pendleton for Wells. Mm, love Pendleton. Got a lot of Pendleton. I'll give that a ding on my fancy bell. Yeah. A lot of Pendleton stuff, which is great. I don't know. I know they're really nice, but I don't know the name of the brand. They're shoes that have red soles. What is that? It's like... Louboutin? Louis, Louis Vuittons? No, Louboutin. Louboutin. Louboutins. Louboutins. So, it, yes. so like, just real quick. So there's a difference between Louboutins and Louis Vuittons. Yes, big difference. Okay, I don't mean, listen, I know they're both, both great brands. I know they're both great brands. One of you guys need to fucking change it because way too close. Okay? It's different. No, Louboutin I know. Louboutin is two words. Louboutin is one word. It is? Yeah. Well, anyways, I got some of those shoes. So one. That's are, sick. I know. But here's. The, okay. So I got. I got. From Sarah. Yeah. Who else in, in my fucking orbit could afford those shoes? I was thinking more who has that fabulous of taste, but Sarah. But also true. So I got really nice, like, tuxedo shoes. And she was like, <laughs> for the wedding. All right. Already picking out my outfit. <laughs> You know what? Just lean on into it. I know. And then she got me some really nice brown ones. And then we had a Christmas party with just kind of like our family came over. And so I walked downstairs and I wasn't wearing the shoes. And she was like, you don't want to wear the Louboutins? No. And you know why? And she was like, because you don't want to fuck up the soles. And I was like, exactly. I don't want to wear those shoes until I'm in a place where people are going to see those, see the bottoms of it, not fucked up and be like, 
damn, he's got style. I'm not burning it on a fucking Christmas dinner with my dipshit family that don't give two shits about <laughs> that I'm wearing Louis Vuittons, you know? So you yeah, gotta wait. Fair. Gotta wait. You're right. And then, do you remember the episode where I was like, we were at a buddy's house and they had an ice machine and I was like, ooh, I'll tell you what I want. I want an ice machine. She's like, done, got it, great. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we went the entire day and finally like the last gift showed up and I opened it and it was, it was like a small box and I was like, I don't think you can fit an ice machine in here. And she was like, oh, I just didn't, I just didn't get you an ice machine. And I was like, kind of the one thing that I was asking for, but that's fine, whatever, you know? She did the thing where I kind of was bummed that I didn't get an ice machine all day and then I was wasty faced later in the night and she goes, oh, I found another gift. And then of course it was the ice machine. So then I felt like an asshole. No way. Yeah. So. That was smooth. Ice machine. Is the ice machine everything you dreamed it would be? Well, I don't even know. It's not installed yet. You know, we got to get it and oh, it's got to get installed oh and yada, yada, yada. It's like a whole thing. It's probably never going to happen to be honest with you, but. But yeah, it was a nice Christmas, and now it's actually winter time in Los Angeles. It's just been raining nonstop. So here we are. Here we are. Oh, I forgot to press record. You want to do this all over again? Seriously? <laughs> no. You little turd. Is uh, that a squirrel? Is a chicken? No, the chicken. Popeye sent me a Christmas sweater. I don't know why, but I'm cold in here, so I'm putting it on. Huh? It's an interesting color for a Christmas sweater. Orange. Love that chicken from Popeyes. Wow. Hashtag ad. Hashtag SpawnCon. I will say this. Popeye's is the best of all the fried chicken establishments. Really? Yeah. Way above Zaxby's. Zaxby's is way overpriced. KFC. uh, They make up a lot of ground on their sides. I will give them that. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. KFC kills it on the sides. But Popeye's, man, it's got that New Orleans, that that, like seasoning. Mm, I'm gonna. I'm a KFC gal. Well, that's because you're an idiot. Do you want to start the show or? Yes. Okay. We should. Is it you? Is it me? What day does this come out? Well, this will be coming out on the thirtieth. Oh, right before New Year's Eve. Got it. Got it. Last show of 2020, baby. Last one, baby. Here we go, bro. You're listening to the very last episode of your favorite thing podcast of 2020 with Wells and Brandy. Thank God it's almost over. Thank God. Honestly, though, I'm not getting too excited about 2021 because that's what they want you to think. Oh, I know. And then they're going to crush all of our dreams again. I don't know who they are, but I'm not getting too excited about 2021 yet. They suck. Yeah. I don't know who they are either, but it's just got to be better by March 13th. For your wedding? No, because that's when it started. I can't go over a year with this. I can't. Oh, well, since you can't, we'll just make sure that it's all back to normal. Literally can't even. Listen, I've been very patient. I just wanted it all to go back to normal, you know? (laughs) That's how I want. Wow. (laughs) Do you you make New Year's resolutions or like, no? I mean, no, but I should. Should you? Sarah and I are thinking of doing a dry January. That sounds terrible. I know, but got to tighten it up. That's what everybody does, though. No, everyone does. I'm going to join a gym. And then they never go after, like, the second week of January. I feel like everyone I know tries to not drink for the whole month of January. I know. I should do it, though. I have been working out like crazy for the past, like, three or four days. So I'm really trying to tighten it up. Oh. All right. I'm trying to lose seven pounds. Trying to get back oh, to fighting weight. Yep, seven pounds. That's all I need. And then I'll feel good about I myself. Maybe you should be... Gaining some weight in the muscle department, no? 
I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, like, I think that I want to gain some weight where I need to gain some weight and I need to tighten it up where I need to tighten it up, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But okay. I will say this, though. Uh, my golf game has never been better, Brandy. Oh, really? I shot even par the other day. What the hell does that mean? That means I made a par on every hole. What's a par? That's what you're supposed to shoot in the hole. Listen, don't worry about it. I did a good job, all right? It's like I went horse-shoting and I won. It's like that. Yeah, I got the blue ribbon. Love. Yeah, so there we go. Congrats. Love that. You got some fave things, bro? Bro, speaking of games, speaking of winning, speaking of drinking. Are we about to do Yahtzee again? I can't do another Yahtzee No, no, no. Got a new game for you guys. Okay. I honestly, I feel like Rai should come and explain it because he was the one that taught it to me. But we started playing this on Christmas Eve. It was so freaking fun because we kind of wore Yahtzee out, I think. And then there's some people that just are really, really not game for the Yahtzee. I think they think they're better than Yahtzee. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, mm. nonetheless. So we were like, all right, let's go out some cards. Let's play a card game. And Reisman like raving about this game they play in South Africa that he absolutely loves. And he's been dying for us to play. So we finally taught us and got everybody on board and it's like simple but not you know it's like just mindless enough but like also you have to pay attention and it's super fun i think it has two names he calls it king and scum okay or king and asshole i feel like it was some something else an asshole anyway we've been going with king and scum basically you like deal the whole deck and then if there's more than five people you use two decks and then if you get like a huge group you can add decks to make it harder and, and go longer but you divide up all the cards and the goal is to get rid of all of your cards the way you play it is whoever has the three of diamonds starts and you put down like whoever starts puts down a three of diamonds and then whoever goes next has to put down a single card of that number or higher the trick is that two is the highest So whereas you think ace is the highest, two actually trumps everything. But then if you put down two threes, then the rest of the whole round, you have to put down doubles of something greater than whoever put down in front of you. Let me just say, I've been king almost every single time we've played because I'm the best. It's super fun. For the whole Christmas Eve, Precious Trace was scum every single round. And I could tell he was getting so mad. Now he refuses to play, but it was so fun. Then Rye, do you know what he did to me? I was winning every game. I was loving it. I was king, 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 king. And then in the middle of a round, he says, you know, she wins, right? And I looked at him and I was like, what's he, what's he going to do right now? And he was like, she holds on to her twos the whole game. And I was like, oh, he like outed me mid game. Now Miley knows my secret. And now Miley's crushing me. Okay. First of all, it's so fun. That's a game called asshole that we have in the United States. Oh, never heard of it. It's Love a, it. It's a drinking game too. Yeah, he said that, but you know, I can't take a shot every time something happens or I'm blackout, so. From what I remember of asshole is if you throw down a three and then I throw down a three, then it then it skips somebody. No, we don't do that. Oh, really? You described it exactly as what asshole is. And then <laughs> when you become president in obviously- the- oh, so, it's, so it's present and asshole. Y- yeah, in America, it's the game's called asshole and then you the best, not a king, it's called you're the president. And then the president- can ask for the I think the two best cards from the yes, asshole every round. If you're president three times in a row, you get to make a rule up, and oh, you can you can make people drink when they do bad things to you, and you can. Oh. Anyways, I yes. I think King and Scum has a nice ring to it. I don't I don't want to be the president. I do want to be king. Great game. The Cyrus family has really taken to it, and that's been our nightly hang sesh. Just deny your heritage, all right? You're American, and we have a democracy no. here. We do not have a monarch here. This is not. South Africa. 
pretty sure they have a president too, but they have a parliament. Anyways, that's so anyway, cool. that's what we've been doing with our free time. It's really fun. Dorks. We started playing a game. Our buddy Trevor and his wife Alex taught us a game called Thirty One. I'm not gonna go through all the rules, but it's phenomenal. And if you know about, I feel like I've played that before. Yeah, it's pretty great. Love a good card game. You get dealt three cards. You're trying to get all the same suit, and you're trying to get 31. So you're trying to get, like, king of spades, ten of spades, and an ace of spades. And that gets you 31, right? And the, the, I've definitely played this. And the moment that you get a pre—like, let's say you get—let's say you have 29 right off the bat. You can knock, and then everyone gets to take one from the, from the deck to, like, make their best hand, and then— Everyone gets, goes around, then you lay them down. Whoever has the lowest loses their Annie, right, basically? Mm. Sometimes someone will knock, and then someone will pick up a card, and it'll, it'll make their 31, and then you throw it down, and you, and you get two from the person who knocked if you beat them. Anyways, oh. Really, really fun. I will say this. I'm not done with it, but we are balls deep right now into the flight attendant. Oh, great. By the way, I called, like, by episode one, called that Rosie Perez was some kind of spy. Nailed that. Yeah. I'm thinking that Buckley is kind of shady. Don't know where he's coming from, but I'm a little shaded out by Bucksters. Anyways, it's good. It's really funny. It's a well-done show, so mm-hmm. everyone. I loved it. I really loved it. Mikhail Giesman is so hot. Yeah. I imagine we don't get any answers because you kind of alluded that they set it up for season two. You get some answers, but not all. Yeah. They definitely left it open-ended for a season two, which is genius because it was great. Have you seen Mm -hmm. the movie, not to be confused with my sister's single, the movie The Midnight Sky? Watched it last night. (sighs) Loved it. Did you? Loved. Space. Kyle Chandler. Space. I loved it. Did you call the twist? Yes and no. That's a no. Well, let me explain, but I do. It's I'm going to spoil it. So if you haven't seen The Midnight Sky, well, hold on. Before fast- before you do that, let's just read what it is. Okay, okay. Read, read the synopsis. Yeah, The Midnight Sky. This post-apocalyptic tale follows Augustine, a lonely scientist in the Arctic, as he races to stop Sully and her fellow astronauts from returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe: The Midnight Sky. So basically what's happening is is it looks like we've bombed the world to shit and everyone's dying. Mm -hmm. George Clooney lives in a bunker in the North Pole, basically. Mm -hmm. And he's dying as well. And in the bunker, they have like a huge antenna. It's like a scientific, obviously, research station. And he's trying to contact the one spaceship that went to like one of Jupiter's moons that we, or Saturn's moons that we think that could support Jupiter. Jupiter's moons that we think could support life. And he's trying to tell them, hey, motherfuckers, Earth's fucked. Stay there. <laughs> Don't come home. Yeah. That's basically it. It's so good. Okay. So now if people want to skip ahead. stacked cast. Like Coach Taylor. Yes. Felicity Jones. Love her. George Clooney obviously love. Like it, it was just so good. Yeah. Okay. So now if you want to... Spoiler alert. Okay. If you haven't seen it, skip ahead two minutes right sure. now. I definitely caught on to the fact that he, he was imagining the girl. I felt like he was like manifesting that from being, being alone and going crazy. But I did not make the connection that the girl was Felicity Jones as a kid. Yeah, we were trying to figure it out in the beginning. And then the moment that we figured it out was when they were trying to 
to make baby names for Felicity Jones's kid. And mm -hmm. Coach Taylor says like hibiscus or something or like some kind of like ridiculous flower. He's like, what? It's a flower. Then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, they're obviously gravitating towards flower names. Her name's the little kid's name is Iris. Okay. Sarah called a little earlier. And then once I, once I heard that, I was like, damn, you're right. You know, a lot of people are saying it's boring. And I guess <sighs> I can see where they're coming from in it. But I, Sarah and I both really enjoyed it. I mean, it's not a fast paced thriller by any means. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's more, I don't know, like it's more about the characters and the acting and like the beautiful, like, you know, CGI of space. I feel yeah. like the visual aspect of it more than anything, but I loved it so much. So here's my only gripe with the movie. Okay. So coach Taylor and the, like the other Russian astronaut, they see a picture of the earth and it looks like someone had taco farts, like a giant had taco farts and completely engulfed the entire earth with just the green taco fart of death, okay? And they know that that shit's <laughs> fucked up. And they take the little rescue vehicle to go down to Earth mm -hmm, where Felicity mm -hmm. Jones and the husband go back to the one freaking planet that can support life. Now, here's my gripe with it. Coach Taylor and the other guy, you're the only two guys that aren't related to the I little know, baby girl that's growing in her belly. If you're going to recreate human life, well, we're starting fucking with incest weirdos. West Virginia all over again. Well, you know, America turned out like sort of kind of not really okay, but kind of. No, if this year has taught us anything, <laughs> is that America has not turned You're out right. okay. You're right. <laughs> but I had the same thought at the end when it was just them two. I was like, I feel like they should have at least set this up a little better. Like somebody needed to die for sure. But like, yeah. I don't know. Yes, I will say Midnight Sky, great. Also, you know, we were, we were talking about it. Clooney's doing Netflix movies, dude. Everyone's I doing Netflix it. movies. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that little girl is going to be a huge star. Oh, for sure. She was great. That was her first gig, by the way. Really? Yeah, we looked it up. Damn. First gig with Clooney. Not bad. We watched Wonder Woman. Oh, how's that? You know, <sighs> mm. you know, I just thought it was kind of cheesy. Mm. And I didn't want to think that because I really love Gal Gadot. I really liked the first one. I really did. Yeah. And you know, Chris Pine's my favorite of the Chris's. <laughs> I do like Chris Pine. <laughs> He's hilarious. But by the way, Chris Pine, can we get another Star Trek? Was a big fan of Chris Pine Star Trek. Same. Same to same. Anyways, so here's the problem is that because it takes place in 1984, Chris Pine has to be dead because he's not Amazonian woman that lives forever. Right. So they had to make some sort of weird shit to figure out a way to get him back in the movie. That right there is where you kind of lose me. It effectively is Aladdin with Wonder Woman, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Huh. Yeah. The guy who plays the Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal, figures out a way to basically turn himself into Robin Williams from Aladdin. Becomes a genie. And that's where you lost me. I'm with mm. you, the Amazonian women who can, she can fly and she's got a, a whip that makes you tell the truth and she can use that whip to fucking Spider-Man all over the city and fly around. But you lose me a genie. So, I don't know. But I will say this. It's on HBO Max. I don't have to go to the theater. So, pretty good. Okay. You know. Eh. Yeah. I'd see Midnight Sky before I see Wonder Woman. Yeah. That's my thought. You guys okay. haven't seen it though, huh? No. Oh, mm well. -mm. <sighs> Speaking of space, have you seen the Challenger documentary? 
No, but I have been wanting to watch it. Was it good? Really good. Oh, okay. And it's just also sad. I know. So it's called Challenger The Final Flight, four-part mm-hmm. docuseries in the 1986 Challenger space shuttle disaster, unpacking an indelible moment for a generation of Americans. For those of you that weren't old enough to, like, remember this, I was barely old enough to remember it, but, like, I remember kind of, like, a couple of years afterwards with people talking about it. Back in the day, we had space shuttle flights, and there was one where they put a teacher in the fucking rocket, and they were like, this is the first time, like, it's a regular person goes up in this space, and they chose a teacher because they were going to have the teacher, like, do lessons up in space, and kids were going to watch it. It was going to be, like, this whole thing, and then it exploded as it went up in the air, and it was, like, this whole thing where, like, the entire nation was watching and so proud, and they just watched seven people die, and it was just fucked up. So it's all about that, and it's about their lives and about the astronauts, and it's a celebration of those people, but it's also a condemnation of just the bureaucracy that is government space organizations. All the money and the pressures that were on these people to make decisions they shouldn't have been making, and O-rings are fucking up in cold weather, and yada, 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 and it's just a bunch of, like, old white dudes made some very bad decisions for a lot of people and their families, and... What's crazy about it? You got to watch it. What's crazy about it is that the people at the top that made these bad decisions where it's like very, very obvious that they like fucking should have just delayed the flight a couple of days. Mm-hmm. They double down and they will not admit. I would make the same decision again. You're like, you would? Knowing what you know now, you would still make that decision? Really? I know. Craziness. But anyways, really well done. Anyways, check it out. I think you guys would like it. I think Rye would like it too because I imagine like foreigners don't really know about that part of our history, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting, like watching a lot of these. I mean, not to reality, but not reality, like docu series about things that happened, like the Unabomber and the Olympic game bombing. Because I, I, Ride doesn't really know anything about it, you know. And like I tried to explain them Waco, and these are all things like we remember as kids or when we were young, like being such a big deal. And like he had no clue because he doesn't live in this country. So it's just like so interesting, you know? Yeah. To like see his take on it. I have a new favorite Twitter follow right now. Oh. Do you remember the band Eve Six? How could I forget? What's that's Inside Out? Was that their big smash? It was. Well done. I don't know the words. I'm pretty sure like when I sing along to it, like I just make sounds. I know the melody, but I don't really know the lyrics. For all our Gen Xers out there, you might not remember this amazing nugget, but... I was following my pride. I was jumping the rise. So the lead singer of Eve Six, the guy who wrote that song, has Twitter now. And I must say, he is an absolute must follow. Okay? Okay. All right. One, he's just dragging. Give us a a nugget. Like, give us an example of of a great tweet. This is December 18th, 2020. I was literally a virgin when I wrote Heart in a Blender song. And then, at Kamala Harris. Oh, no. Do you like the Heart in a Blender song? (laughs) (laughs) At Tool. Do you like Heart in a Blender song? No. (laughs) At Eric Trump. Do you like Heart in a Blender song? Oh, my God. Hillary Duff. Do you like 
Heart in a Blender song. No. This was my favorite. The Third Eye Blind guy had me fake arrested by a real cop in Alabama on tour because the night before I had taken a big jar of candy from the front desk and said, I'm the singer of Third Eye Blind. I can do whatever I want. And they called his room at 3 a.m. telling him to give the candy back. <laughs> then he started going off on the guy, the guy from Third Eye Blind. I ever tell you about the time the guy from Third Eye Blind told me he fucked my girlfriend? <laughs> my God. Oh, so he goes off on the Third Eye Blind guy, and then he just starts responding to random people if they remember and like the song Heart in a Blender. And it mm-hmm. is the best. So anyways, just go ahead and just look into it. The Twitter handle is at Eve6. Insane. I mean, I loved the Heart in a Blender song, so. I did too. The fact that he calls it that's my favorite part. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brandy, I got a new favorite thing. What's that? I mean, you know your boy likes to drink. And you know your boy Mm -hmm. likes to make drinks in Mexico. So that means your Mm -hmm. boy likes to make drinks with tequila. Have you heard of ghost tequila? Oh my gosh, I have. Honestly, let's be real. Tequila is everyone's favorite liquor. Very, very true. Ghost tequila is perfectly balanced, spicy tequila that brings any cocktail to the next level. I'm talking 100% agave azul tequila, born in Boston, distilled in Mexico. The subtle spice intoxicates your senses. I'm telling you, this is one of the best tequilas I have ever had. And you know I've spent a lot of time in Mexico. Enjoy sipping it solo or give your favorite drink a kick in the glass by making at the star of your next cocktail. Elevate the classics like margaritas, palomas, sunrises, and bloody marias, or defy convention and try it in a spicy Mexican mule, an old-fashioned yum, or strawberry daiquiri yum. It will take your margarita to the next level, says Fortune Magazine. Order your bottle online at ghosttequila.com and use code YFT for 20% off your first order. Plus, check out the cocktail page for over 30 recipes you can make at home. You can be like me there. You can be better than him. That's ghosttequila.com to order a bottle today and use code YFT for 20% off your order. 21 and over, please ghost responsibly. Wells. Yeah. I took a box of boozy bites down to my sister's house for Christmas Eve. We flew through them things. Everybody was lit up like a Christmas tree, and it was the best Christmas Eve we have ever had. I nailed it by bringing the boozy bites. We're talking about the super cool, fancy jello shots we told you about. They're called boozy bites. They now have playoff series boxes available. That's right. You can get a box of Boozy Bites in your favorite team colors. Plus, for a limited time, they are including 10 football flags. With each order, this is truly what every diehard fan or anyone looking for a reason to celebrate football needs. Boozy Bites, again, 15% alcohol, delicious, vegan. What more do you want? The bites come in the adorable champagne-like cups, and when you want to eat them, you just twist the stem and push it up. Super easy. You never have to use your finger or tongue to eat these again. These really are the classiest Jello shots and are perfect for all occasions, I'm telling you. Yep, and the best thing is, is you can ship these directly to yourself or to someone else. They stay good for 30 days without needing to go in the fridge. So here's the deal. Go to boozybites.com and enter code FAVORITE to get 15% off your order. That's boozybites.com and enter code FAVORITE to get that 15% off. You won't regret it. Nope. All right, Brandy. This year's been stressful. There's no doubt about it. And that's why I've been uh, I've been using Headspace. Have you uh, Have you heard of this? Yes, I have. It's the um, guided meditations app, right? Yep, that's right. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So 
Whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel a whole lot better if you feel overwhelmed. Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation just for you. If you need help falling asleep, don't worry. Headspace has wind-down sessions that members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your snot-nosed kids. Headspace's approach to mindfulness can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Honestly, this is a great thing to implement into your 2021 resolutions and goals to work on your self-care. I think I'm going to start doing this maybe like every morning as I drink coffee. I'm going to have a little Headspace experience. I'm going to do it every time after I turn the news off. Ooh, so smart. That's right. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash YFT. That's headspace.com slash YFT for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash YFT today. I'm so excited about my next favorite thing. What is it? It's a new Netflix series. It came out on Christmas Day, which is the 25th. And I started watching it that night, I think. And I'm already, there's only eight episodes and I'm already on number seven. Like I've cruised through this. What's it called? It's called Bridgerton. Oh, Sarah and I started watching this last night and I fell asleep immediately. I am obsessed with it. It's like Gossip Girl meets... Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Meets sort of The Bachelor in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is so fucking good. It is my favorite thing I've seen in such a long time. One more ding. And guess who produced it? Good old Shonda Rhimes of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, there you go. The genius behind Grey's is producing this show. You guys, it is so good. So good. It's set in, this doesn't say the year, but it says like, it says uh, it's set in like the competitive world of Regency London um, where like people, like it was all about like deb- um, uh, like debutantes and like at, when they you know, become of age, they get presented to the society and then like basically they have to get swooped up by a dude or they're like, they're like scum. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, that's like the kind of the like, uh, like bachelor aspect of it. It's, it's everybody's like just after like this one girl, uh, who's the lead who reminds me a lot of Sansa Stark. Um, I don't know if it's her look or what it is, but she reminds me so much of Sansa. But anyway, it's so good. It's like a period piece for sure, but it just, I don't know the, the way they filmed it. It just does it feels new at the same time. Uh, and there's just so much scandal, so much sex. There's so much happening. The costumes are great. I'm obsessed with it. I love it so much. Wealth, lust, and betrayal set in the backdrop of Regency era England, seen through the eyes of the powerful Bridgerton family. I know. I'm kind of sad I fell asleep because I kind of want to watch it, but then I kind of don't so care. Good. It's so good. Yeah. The lead's name is Daphne. And basically, like, her fan, it's Daphne Bridgerton. Like, that's her family or the Bridgertons. And they're not, like, royalty, but they're also, like, not poor. Like, they're, like, a well-to-do family. But, like, obviously, they want their daughter to, like, marry into royalty. So she's, like, she's, like, all about this um, duke. And she's, like, you know, trying to be the duchess. And then the prince comes along. And he likes her, too. And now she's, like, do I want to be a princess or a duchess? And it's, like, a whole, it's great. Yeah. From what I understand, the Bridgertons all have really pretty girls in their family, right? Like, that's their thing? Yeah, they're pretty, and I think, like, their dad 
died and their oldest brother is like the lord of the house and so he's like trying to act like he's like head of the house but he's a dum-dum and then like one of their other brothers is like an artist it was fascinating i'm obsessed with it all right bridgerton bridgerton i read a book recently you did or did you listen to a book recently? i listened to a book that's the oh, same thing got it whatever have you ever read any kurt vonnegut i don't think so He's like this American author like Salinger or like Kerouac. Like, I feel like he's like this certain era of American literature that everyone knows. But for whatever reason, I had never read any of his stuff. So I was like, you know what? I need to read some Vonnegut. And I read Slaughterhouse-Five, which is his big novel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. You know, it's got kind of everything you want. It's a war novel, but it's anti-war. There's aliens... There's a lot of time travel. There's a lot of killing. Yeah. So it's everything that you kind of would want. Yeah. I love all those things. Yeah. So Slaughterhouse-Five. It's like this badass science fiction novel that like no one kind of told me about. Actually, I guess everyone kind of told me about because it's, yeah, it's kind of famous. I think. Very well-known <laughs> author. Every time I brought it up, like during the Christmas parties, everyone's like, yeah, I read that when I was a kid, like in high school. I was like, oh, well, I didn't get to do that, I guess. But. So maybe I'm just stupid, but I'm working on it. Anyways, uh, yeah, Slaughterhouse-Five. Good stuff. Go check it out. Yeah. You have anything else? I think the only other thing I've been watching, I, I mentioned it last week, is that ballet series. It's called um, Tiny Pretty Things, I think. Remember I told you it's kind of like Pretty Little Liars, except they all are in ballet school? Yeah. I'm digging it. It's actually grown on me more. At first, I was kind of like, oh, this is a show I'll watch while I'm doing something else. But now I actually pay attention, and it's kind of cute. Um, still don't know who killed the girl, so mm -hmm. that's cool. Love watching the ballet. Somebody tweeted at me and said that the dancers on this show, probably not like the leads, maybe the leads, but I think like just more of like the background dancers on the ensemble are all, all actually part of the New York City Ballet or something. Like they're legit, so that's sickening. It's a good watch. I'm into it. I think it's called Pretty Little Things. I think it's called Tiny... Something things. Tiny little tiny, things? I think it's tiny pretty things. Let me Google. Do a googs. It's very confusing because it sounds like Pretty Little Liars, and it is a lot like Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, tiny pretty things. Okay. I saw a yft -er sent me a review that I needed to read. Yeah, it seems like they've been missing the Amazon reviews. This is from Brittany Walters. I got it too. This is an Amazon review for a dark gray inner weighted layer blanket. It's five stars, verified purchase. Um, the subject line is Saving Farts 101. Hmm. Have you ever wanted to fart at the beginning of the night and save the fart for the next day? Your current blanket probably just isn't cutting it. The cheese, that is, in parentheses. With this blanket, though, you will have no problem saving those air biscuits for later use. The blanket can store fresh toots at 36 PSI for 38 hours. These farts will saturate your epidermis for a nice stale fart aroma to be your companion for the next day. Were you also thinking of taking your Dutch oven game to the next level? Of course. This blanket will take you straight to the big leagues this holiday season. Buy it for you and your wife and make her regret every night sleeping with you forever. <laughs> also, it helps me sleep a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, it's true. But also, here's what I've learned about weighted blankets. I am a big weighted blanket guy. The problem is that you get too hot in them too quickly. Mm. Also, a weighted blanket isn't meant to be shared. It is. What do you mean? 
It's weighted blankets are just for one person. You don't. You can have your own weighted blanket, but I need my own weighted blanket. I can't be sharing oh. weighted blankets. Hmm. Is this a Wells thing or a weighted blanket thing? It's a me thing. I suppose. Mm-hmm. But them's the rules. Okay. I made it up. Did you tell me you watched the new Christopher Nolan movie? Yeah. yeah and Tenet. you said you don't know what happened, but you loved it. Still don't have no idea about it. I can't understand it. Need to smoke some more weed or less weed or maybe take some acid. I don't know what I got to do, but it's tough to watch. But I lo- loved, loved watching it. Still confused about what the fuck's going on. And you haven't rewatched it, I assume. No, but I'm going to. Are you going to watch it? Yeah, I want to. I've been waiting for the fam to want to watch it so I can take advantage of my sister's movie room. Yeah, that's what you need. Yeah. A, thea- a theater room. A theater room. You can just go in the theater room without anyone else wanting to watch it, by the way. That's not fun. Yeah. Mix yourself a drink. Tell Rye to come with you. Do it. Thanks, pot. I drank an entire bottle of rosé on my own on Christmas Eve. It was that, nuts. Were you, like, wasty-faced? I looked pretty drunk, yeah. Yeah? But I was also winning every single game of King and Scum, so, you know? Asshole. It's called asshole. Whatever. I like King and Scum because I like saying, you're scum. Yeah, but you can also say, you're the asshole. Yeah, but that's not as good as scum. Really? I don't know. I like scum. Yeah. You're scum. What about coming up? You got anything coming up for us? Coming up. There's still a slew of movies I um, want to watch on Netflix. I still haven't watched that Ava movie. I you, think that's next on my list. I want to see that too. I was going to ask if you watched it. Oh, yeah. No, I want to see that, too. It's like all of a sudden Netflix is coming out with a bunch of films. I'm here for it. I just started reading a new novel called The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Mm, and good. yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited about it. It's in the vein of The Time Traveler's Wife. I don't know if you ever read that one. Loved The Time Traveler's Wife. In a moment of desperation, a young woman makes a bargain to live forever and is cursed to be forgotten by everyone she meets. Thus begins the extraordinary life of Vaddy LaRue and a dazzling adventure that will play out across centuries and continents, across history and art, as a young woman learns how far she will go to leave her mark on the world. But everything changes when, after nearly 300 years, Addie stumbles across a young man in a hidden bookstore and he remembers her name. Hmm, sounds good. I know, I'm kind of excited about it, so... There's that. Okay. Let me know if you love. I will let you know if I love. Uh, Let me know if you love. This comes out on the 30th, and then the next episode is going to be out on the 6th, which means we'll have gotten to watch the first episode of The Bachelor. Yes, we will. Mm -hmm. You pumped about it? I am. And I don't even know if I can say this, but I guess I can. I'm hosting some VIP virtual Bachelor lead up to the season. I don't know where Chris is, but your boy's doing it. Actually, I know where Chris That's is. That's sickening. I think he's going to be on vacation. The B Squad's getting called in, yo. The B Squad's getting called in. You know, I think you're the C Squad. I think JoJo's the B Squad. Mm, I don't know. That's exciting. Um, uh, music? You know what? I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, we're kind of in that in-between time where, like, people aren't yeah. putting stuff out because why wouldn't you just wait until the new year? Yeah, it's kind of, that's what's happening, I think. Yeah. Coldplay has a new song called Flags, if we want to give that a listen. I mean, does Coldplay need any more help from us? No. <laughs> they don't. And have you listened to it? No. All right, well, why are we playing stuff we didn't listen to? I don't know, because we don't have anything else to play. Oh, we got something else to play, sister. Oh, Black Bear and Wiz Khalifa have a song called Cheers. I'd take a listen to that. Nope.
Nothing but a song called We're out of here. Why did everyone sing like this? Everyone sang just like this. Literally everyone in the 90s. I know. God, let's go back. Let's get a time machine, go back to the late 80s and just start singing like this and just take everyone's money. Okay. Time to the bed <laughs> So good. Time to the bed You just scream that out, and she's like, <laughs> "Oh God!" Oh. All right, Brandi. Uh, you know, it wasn't a great year, but at least yeah, we, at least we had this fine. show to do. You know, thank God, thank God for the Y of Tears. Thank yeah. you for keeping us semi sane. Yeah, thank God. Twenty twenty craziness and semi employed. Yes, that too. That also helped. Not gonna lie. Thank you for buying my horse food. Oh, yeah. Medications. Um, shelter. That's what my money went towards. Oh, mortgage for me, but thanks, guys. All right. <laughs> I'm through with this show. See you, Brandi. Bye bye. Rendezvous, then I'm through with you. That is how everyone sang back then. Literally, Creed, Daughtry, Three Doors Down, all of them. All of them. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.